Contrary to popular belief, multitasking isn't all bad. There is a right way and there is a wrong way. And I can't wait to share this distinction with you because once you nail this, you can become a focus queen. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friend. I'm so glad you're here. I am in like rainy Nashville for the last week. I cannot believe how rainy and dreary it's been. So this makes me so happy to sit here and connect with you. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me your time and attention. I don't take your time for granted. I know how valuable it is. So thank you for being here. And I promise you, I will do whatever I can to make your time totally worth it. If you don't know me, I'm Ruthie Parikh. I love helping awesome women like you step into their potential, confidence, and power by squashing overwhelm so you can thrive at work and at home. And no matter where you are in your journey, no matter what profession, no matter what your family dynamics, I am cheering you on. I'm obsessed with creating and sharing whatever I can to help you, which is why today's topic is all about the skill that can totally skyrocket your productivity or can totally suck your productivity. And of course, I want to help you skyrocket. And you may have guessed from the title, it is all about multitasking. Okay, so here's a really weird thing, but multitasking reminds me of cigarettes in a way. (laughs) Okay, so here's the deal. One time, cigarettes were highly revered. It was like really cool to be doing cigarettes. Remember, they were in all the ads and the shows and just everybody did it like in the 70s and 60s. I think it was just like the cool thing to do. It was something you were really like proud of. And now that there's so much more research and data around it, it's something that's kind of sort of looked down upon or dismissed or certainly isn't cool because now we're starting to understand or we do understand the links to the true negative impact and effects on our bodies and our mind. So I feel like the same thing with multitasking. Okay, not quite that dramatic, but there was a time when it was so highly revered. It was something people were so proud of that you would tout that in fact, I'm going to date myself, but I'd put on my resume back then, I'd be like, I am a passionate, detail-oriented multitasker, right? It was like something that was really, really respectable. And now that we have all this research and we have data around it, believe it or not, it is now dismissed. It isn't that cool anymore because now we're starting to understand the true negative impact, the effects on our minds, our bodies, and not to mention our results. So it's not something that we should be aspiring to anymore. However, here's the thing. As women, multitasking is just hardwired. It is hardwired in our brain, in our DNA, and in our upbringing, in our lifestyle. As innately nurturing and caretaking human beings, we tend to wear all our many hats at the same time. 
the work hat and the mom hat and the friend hat and the boss hat and the colleague hat and the daughter hat. And then on top of that, we further complicate things by blending in all the tasks and all the demands and all the responsibilities that are required of each of those roles and mash them up into a big jumble of life, making us multitasking bandits. Am I right? Am I right? Tell me you can relate. You should be nodding your head. Yeah. Okay. Because women in particular, we're really good at this. Because let's face it, we care. We have empathy. We're driven. We have high expectations of ourselves and others. And for many of us, unless we are doing, 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 doing all the time, we are feeling inadequate or less than or lazy or some other ridiculous label that we put on ourselves. Okay, here's the deal. If you have not been paying attention until now, stop what you're doing and listen up, my sweet friend. Multitasking is a total productivity suck. It's a time suck. It's an energy suck. It's a focus suck. If you haven't caught on, multitasking sucks. Research has proven that you lose 40%. Can we say this again? Lose 40% of your productivity when you multitask. So let's just dissect what that means. If you work, let's say, an eight-hour workday, you could get the same amount of work done in five hours. Yep, five hours. So what would you do with all that extra time? Would you exercise, spend time with your kiddos, maybe do your current work better at a higher quality? How about just binge watch some Netflix? Yeah, sign me up for that one, right? If you just got to what I call unitasking, which is focusing on one task at a time, we could get two to three hours back in our day every single day. So listen, you may have heard that 40% stat before, maybe not, but either way, you might just be kind of glazing over that. Like, you're like, ah, I hear you. I hear these stats thrown out at me all the time. And sometimes we hear these numbers and they seem so unrelatable because They're just numbers. They're like on a screen or right now you're hearing this on a podcast. So when I'm speaking in front of an audience, you know, I like to, I speak at conferences and associations and organizations. I make these live presentations. So to make this point really relevant, to make that stat really come to life, I do this exercise. And so I'm going to do it right now with you because you're my peep. You're my people right now. And I want you to really understand that this is not just a number I'm throwing out like, oh, 40%, oh, two to three more hours a day. But this is reality. So here's the exercise I do with them, and we can do it right now. So here's the thing. You can listen to this and try it after the podcast, or you can pause right now and grab just one or two things and do it with me. So all you need to grab is a piece of paper and something to write with and your phone, which is probably already attached to your hip uh, or in your hand, and because you just need to time yourself. So you need to write and time yourself. So obviously, if you're walking or driving, this is not the right time, but if you're sitting down, you can do this. All right, so... Typically, when I'm in in front of an audience, I'll say everyone like pair up into twos, but we'll just do it, you and me. And here's all I want you to do. Grab your piece of paper, grab your pen or pencil, and I want you to write down two things. And when you start writing, you're going to press your timer. You're going to go the timer. Sorry if I didn't say that. Go the timer on your phone, press start. And when you finish writing, you press stop. So you're just timing yourself, okay? And all you're going to write is this. You're going to write the letters A through M. So A is an apple, M is a monkey. So A, B, C, D, E, F, right? All the way up to M. And then after that, you'll just write the numbers 1 through 13. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, up to 13, okay? 
That's all you're going to do. Could not be easier, easy as pie, A through M, 1 through 13. Go, oh, and by the way, write at your normal speed. Don't write like faster than you normally would or slower just for this exercise, just like how you would normally write. All right, so I'll pause for a moment. If you want to do that right now, go ahead, press start in your timer, write the letters A through M and the numbers 1 through 13. I'm not actually going to wait for as long as this might take, but I think it's something like on average, maybe like less than 20 seconds. I forget. I've done this so many times I should remember, but it's like 15, let's say 20 seconds or so this takes you. Okay. If you need some more time, pause and then start again for me. Okay. So you've done that. Perfect. You have your, your numbers. Let's just say it's 20. So after, now the next thing I want you to do is write them again. I want you to write the letters again. I want you to write the numbers again. However, here's the only change. This time you're going to alternate between the letters and the numbers. So you'll write like A1, B2, C3, D4. You get it, right? So the same A through M, 1 through 13, but you're going to alternate the letters and numbers. Okay, so get ready to go. Write at the same speed, not faster or slower. Press start, write those out, and then press stop. So go ahead and just pause this, do that exercise, and come back. Okay, so I'm just going to assume you did it. And... There's a good chance. Now, not every single person is going to come out with these numbers, but there's a good chance that you are going to be anywhere from 20 to 50% slower the second time around when you had to interchange their letters and numbers. In other words, you went from a unitasking approach, which is just keeping your concentration on just the letters and then just the numbers, and you switched, you went back and forth between the letters and the numbers. Now, like I said, sometimes when I do this in audiences, I'll just take an average. So I've averaged anywhere from like a 25% with that audience um, to 50%. So you might be, you know, maybe you're a superstar and you're like, but I'm only like two or three seconds slower. Well, that's great. But for many other people, it might be the difference between 20 seconds and 30 seconds or, you know, 20 and 27 seconds, which that percentage is a lot higher. Okay. I really should have been prepared with the percentage number, but it's a lot, right? You're losing like 30% there. So... The idea of this is just to think like if you are losing your productivity, if you're going slower on the simplest, most rote, easy nursery school type of activity and task, like your numbers and your letters, imagine how much you are losing, how much time and focus and quality you're losing over the course of the day when you're actually doing real work, which I'm betting is way more complicated than like letters and numbers. And you're doing it throughout the day, from morning till night, right? So I love that exercise. Again, do it if you didn't get a chance to do it right now. Do it afterwards because it really demonstrates how much slower our mind works when we have to alternate back and forth. Just take my word for it. Okay, so back to the multitasking. I get it's really hard to stop. It is an addiction. This is no joke, the thing. It is an addiction. It feels really good at the moment. It's like, oh, we're being so dang productive every time I'm answering the text and doing the email and answering someone's question and then thinking about that and then writing this down. Uh, it's that dopamine shots that's just coming at us left and right. But the truth is, it is not good for us. No bueno, not at all. It is weighing us down, keeping us distracted and putting us into a very frustrated scatteredness mode all day long. Okay, there is a lot of research out there by really smart people who prove that this going back and forth, this multitasking, otherwise known as task shifting, which means just putting your attention towards something for a short period of time and then switching it to something else because of some type of interruption, right? So maybe a, a, someone walks in or someone asks you a question or you hear a ring, a ding, a cheap, 
a chirp, a beep, a tweet, an email, a text, a call, or you have an idea or you have a thought or you're looking for information and you see the pop-up and you get sidetracked by something else you see, right? So all of that, there is lots of research by these smart people who have proven that that going back and forth strips you of focus. It lowers your productivity and it really steals your energy and creativity. Your brain has a limited amount of energy every day. And the more you go back and forth between the tasks, right, the more that you multitask, the more you strip it of that energy, which is why you might feel exhausted or I need a cup of coffee or I just can't think straight at three o'clock in the afternoon, like most days, right? And so imagine if you could extend that feeling, like extend your battery life, extend your creativity, extend your concentration, extend your focus and not feel nearly that exhausted or scattered or overwhelmed until six or seven o'clock at night, right? Because you're able to add those two, three hours to your day simply by unitasking, okay? So I just want to really leave you with this. This is a real thing. I know it's addictive behavior, but just know, like first thing is just knowing that it is not serving you well. It's not in your best interest, no matter how good it might feel know that you are falling into the suck of multitasking. Listen, I'm just going to interrupt for a quick minute. You may have noticed that I love partnering with women to build their life holistically. So they are killing it in their professional life and in their personal life. You see that I also love to make it very tangible and very practical. And my friend, I am waiting to partner with you. I work with women in all levels of business across all professions in group coaching and one-on-one coaching. I will help you get control of your focus, your time, and your results so you know exactly where to put your energy to get you through your day without feeling overwhelmed. So you do things like stop putting off what you know you should be doing to avoid getting sucked into the email black hole or to put your time and resources to the people and things that matter most in your life. Plus, have simple systems in place to make your workday more efficient and get to your personal goals like exercise and relationships. So I would love to work with you. You can learn more at lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching. Again, lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching. And now back to multitasking. All right. So guess what? I'm going to throw you for a little loop here. Even though I spent maybe the last, what, 12 minutes telling you how bad multitasking is, because it is, you are allowed to do it certain times. That's right. Yep. Yep. You're allowed to multitask at certain times. And this is where the whole idea of mastering multitasking comes in. Listen, you can't deprive yourself or you don't want to try to deprive yourself of multitasking completely. It is unrealistic. It is not going to happen. It's like if you're on a diet and you decide you're not going to eat any sugar in any form whatsoever. And by the way, if you are one of those freakazoids, I mean, one of those incredibly amazing people who are doing this, then you are my idol. But if you are human like me, then there is only one thing you are going to focus on all day, which would be the sugar, right? Every time you try to deprive yourself 100% of something. So it's exactly the same thing with multitasking. I'm not going to say you are never, ever, ever supposed to do it because you're just going to follow into it, be like, that's not realistic and not even try anything. So here's the thing. We've got to actually keep it alive 
and well and reserved for the times that it works for you and not against you. And this is a really important, critical distinction. And the only way to do this is to distinguish low-frequency brain tasks from high-frequency brain tasks. Okay, so what the heck does that mean? A low-frequency brain activity or task would be saying something like um, folding the laundry or cooking or gardening or watching TV or organizing a drawer. It's something that doesn't require a ton of your brain power. It might be something you do automatically. It's very rote. Now, if you are following a specific recipe while you're cooking, that wouldn't count because it's not something that's just automatic and rote, right? So I'm talking about the stuff, like if you're making uh, you know, mac and cheese for the 1800th time, we could probably do that while still listening to a podcast, right? Like doing two different brain activities at the same time. However, on the other hand, you can guess that high-frequency brain activities are tasks like responding to emails, working on a proposal, reading, doing your work at work, having a meaningful conversation, listening in on a conversation or on a discussion or being in a meeting, right? I know theoretically, you know, and I know, and we understand the distinction between these two types of activities. We get it. However, when it comes to reality, we pretend like many of the high brain activities are low brain activities. So we think we're just going to maintain the same quality of work and that same level of concentration and that same caliber of output when we're multitasking during them, during those high brain activity activities, right? So, oh my gosh, it is so crazy. I know we think we're so sneaky like that, but it ain't gonna work. For example, how many times have you been typing an email and then you get distracted and you go search for something or you respond to a text or you answer the call and then you come back or you're kind of doing it almost like, you know, just going back and forth. It's not simultaneous. It's not exactly at the same time, but within just a few seconds or minutes, you're doing different tasks. That's multitasking and that's high brain frequency tasks. Or you're answering a question, you're doing something else. Or you're listening into a work conference call or on a Zoom call and you're answering your emails or your texts. You know, Something on either side is always going to get missed, always. There is no way that you can hear every part of that conversation or take in all of you know the important aspects of it while you're also typing that email or on the flip side, you'll have a spelling mistake in that email or you'll leave something out or it won't go out as accurately or to the quality that you know that you are capable of. Like something always gets missed on one side of the other. Take my word for it or just take your own experience because I know that you know exactly what I'm talking about. However, on the other hand, you can walk and have a conversation with a friend or listen to a podcast or an audiobook, right? Because those are two lower frequency activities. Or this is why you can fold laundry while watching TV. They're pretty much rote and they're pretty automatic. Okay, so again, I know you get it, but it's one thing to get it theoretically and then another to put it into practice. Okay, so I could tell you from here from here onwards, I could be like, okay, but then now when I get that, when I see the difference between those two, how do I avoid the multitasking? How do I not do it? How, I, how do I stop it from happening? And there are some really basic tools that I already know that you're familiar with, right? Like I know you know these. I know you know that you could close your email tab while you're doing your other work so you're not distracted by the emails. 
I know you know you could put your phone on do not disturb or better yet, like just put it in your purse or put it in another room while you're trying to get your focus worked on. Or I know you know you could like turn on a timer and say, I'm just going to not have any distractions around me for 20 minutes. So, you know, I can get my work done and then go back and after the timer is done and then look at my other things um, and check my email on my phone. Like I know you you know these things and I could rattle off many other ways that I know you already know how to do. However, the truth is none of them will be effective if you don't have the awareness of actually catching yourself in the moment and stepping back and taking the deep breath and really just becoming aware of it, right? You'll know how to stop multitasking. Like when it happens, you just have to choose one task over the other. You can figure out how to do that. The more challenging part of the process is developing the self-awareness that you're caught up in the insanity, that this actually is a high brain frequency task. These are two things I really need to put like my full attention, my full energy towards, and I'm doing them you know, within just seconds or minutes of each other. When you raise that self-awareness, when you develop that skill, that is when it's going to become much easier for you to stop the multitasking, to actually do those tools and the simple tips, the simple strategies that you know how to do. When you change your mindset about when to multitask and when not to multitask, that is when you're going to be able to use those tools really effectively. So I know for me, it's been so much easier for me to do this, to like actually be aware of it and to be able to distinguish between those two types of activities, knowing that I am allowed to multitask at times and at other times it's, I'm not allowed to, right? So it's not an all or nothing. The way you become the master multitasker is to really understand that difference and then to raise your awareness so you can pull yourself out of it when that happens. All right. Got it? I want you to get done with work 40% earlier. Gosh, I mean, would love for you to focus on the people and things you love. Maybe get some more downtime. How about exercise, be with your kiddos, turn on Netflix, or just do your work with higher quality, whatever is most meaningful to you. And by the way, if it were just 20% savings of your time, if you were just 20% more efficient, that would be huge too. And it is so possible when you increase your multitasking awareness, you take a deep breath and you pull yourself away. Yes, just like that, you pull yourself away. And so guess what? That right there is your challenge for this week. I always want to make your time 100% worth it. So I always leave you with an encouraging step to take one small action every week. And today's action is to increase your awareness and pull yourself out of multitasking within the next 24 hours. And why do I know that this is going to happen so soon? Because there is no doubt in my mind that you will experience high brain power multitasking within the next 24 hours. I know you will. You know you will because we're doing it all the time. So remember, take that challenge. Listen, you work so dang hard. You are so smart. You're so driven, so ambitious, and such an amazing caretaker. The last thing you need is more stress and more complications and more overwhelm and more scatteredness. What you do need, however, is just a sliver of less less exhaustion, less confusion, less chaos, and less mess. So do this for you, you amazing, wonderful badass. Let me know you did it. Show up with your unstoppable power and make it happen. Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast. 
forward slash 26 to let me know you caught yourself in the multitasking. You pulled yourself away and you're very proud of yourself. And I will be there to be proud of you too, to be your personal cheerleader and guide you on. Listen, I know that you can do this. I'm really excited about this. Go back and listen to this again if you need to, because when you learn how to put your attention where it needs to go, when you learn how to focus, you can get anything you want. You can reach any goal you want. You can have any results you want. You can reach the success that you want. It all starts from your focus. Okay, very last thing before I sign off. If you want an awesome resource on this called Six Smart Ways to Get and Stay Focused, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. Lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. Grab your freebie. It's a goodie and I would love for you to get your hands on it. All right, my sweet friends, I'm signing off for this week. Thank you again for your time and attention. I so appreciate you and I cannot wait to see you same place, same time next week. Bye-bye.